1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and same again, I'm joined by my three fellow Rangers fans. Scott Hodge, how are you
0: doing? Hi, how are you? I'm
2: good. Craig McAdam, how are you? Not bad, it's afternoon. And last but not least, Ian McCready. How are you doing, Ian?
3: Hello.
4: I'm alright, how are you? Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm not right gonna lie, I'm I'm rattling with a hangover, so um <laughs> what we're gonna come on to in this this we uh, podcast, gotta cast up some memories. And you know I'm partially an emotional high over. So if you hear weeping halfway through the pause Halfway <laughs> through the pod It's me Just to set, set your expectations to this listeners So we still in the midst of lockdown There's not too much to talk about So we thought on the back of the castor deal And the new kit partnership Let's look at each of our favourite strips Over the years following Rangers How hard was this to narrow it down guys?
3: Uh, I found to it pretty easy I, about that. Yeah. Sorry, I only go, Ian. Sorry. I found it pretty easy. I knew what mine was as soon as I came up with the 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 the, the, the concept. Uh, it's always been my favourite kit. I think ever since it was out, and just yeah. We've never. I don't think we've ever come close to it. In my opinion.
2: See, I found it really hard to to narrow down because i'm i'm one of these mug supporters that put the rangers badge in anything and i'm biased oh it's fucking great <laughs> i've never seen a, a strip come out and went oh that's shite on hindsight looking back <laughs> there's a few stinkers but every summer i'm like ah, th- that's amazing by the way so, so we've each picked a, a home kit and an away kit so craig you want to kick us off with your home kit
4: Hi, right. um, so there's a few I'll run through first before I get to that, because we have had some, some belters over the years. Um, starting, sort of thinking, in our lifetimes, so in the 90s, we had, I think, maybe about six McEwen lager strips, and they're all classics, I think. Um, and then the first Rangers top I ever had was the Nike McEwan's lager one, I think that was in 97 we had that, that one was a belter. And... Um, down to the Advocate years, the one two in a row. There was the Nike MTL one that we had in 1999. I think we might have to have that one for two seasons, maybe. That was a classic as well. Um, moving into 2000s, I remember we got the Deodora kits, and oh, I just wasn't impressed with them at all, because even the brand of Deodora wasn't exactly exciting. Uh, but then you think back to MacLeish's Treble and the Helicopter Sundays that we had in those kits, so you look back with some special memories. Um, the Manchester 08 one obviously going to be a, a classic to remember just getting to that final and 200,000 bears down in Manchester all wearing the same tops so that one's pretty special this is on top um, this is what I'm talking about with my
2: emotional high over you've got me going already
4: <laughs> 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 that tear dropping down your face <laughs> uh, another thing I was thinking about was obviously mentioning your custodial I'm talking about 150th year anniversary doing something special with that so Probably the only good memory in 2012 was the Umbro kit we had that year. I remember the small tenants logo on it. I think that was 140th mm-hmm. anniversary that year, wasn't yep. it? So hopefully when they bring out the 150th special one, it'll be something similar to that, based on some of the iconic 70s and 80s kits. Uh, but I'd say my favourite is the 08-09 season, when we had made the Umbro sponsored by Carlin, and... Um, we, it was obviously a good design. It was quite simple in design, all blue, just a bit of white round the sleeves. Um, good quality kit because I was still wearing it. I think I was wearing it last week when we recorded the podcast. So it's last me all those years. Um, and you think of the players we had in that kit. So we, that was the season we permanently signed Davis. Uh, we got Mendez and Miller, Boogie, Lafferty, Edu. So that was the season that we won the first. Uh, Walter Smith's three in a row um, so it's all those players we've seen sort of form the, the base of that three in a row run uh, we won the league that season, we won the Scottish Cup unfortunately we beaten the League Cup final off of them um, special day in that top was when we won 4-2 at Parkhead, remember we gave them a good pumping by nah, Daniel and Mark Wilson yeah. about uh, I was at the game that day up in the, right up the back of the top tier so the strike from Mendez's goal. That was perfect view for that. Amazing. So I always remember that in that strip. And I was up at Tannerice as well in the last day of the season when we won three 0 I think Lafferty scored first, Mendez another belter, then Boyd got a goal in the second half as well. So brilliant memory for that day driving up there, sun shining, bumping them back down the road into the pub, then up to Ibrooks again to, to see the team win the trophy. <laughs> uh, so, that was a brilliant day, then the week after that as well, we had the Scottish Cup final on that trip, and we Paul Kirk 1-0, the day that Boyd famously said it was too hot for <laughs> <aren't> that <they? laughs> one, which was actually a good thing, because he came off at half-time, and Noble came on for him, and within about a minute he'd scored oh, that, that scrimmage. That was, that was a brilliant strike. Right. So, I'm going to go for that one, the
0: 08-09 season. Let, let me ask, are you are you do you think you're picking that more in the looks of the top or do you think it's more in the memories if you had to pick? Both, Both. um you say, no. like the,
4: the <laughs> Diodora kits, you, those strips weren't the best, but then you look back in the in the Treble and the Helicopter Sundays so you do have good memories of them. Um whereas that one obviously ran through the memories there but I actually think
0: the design of the kit was one of our better ones as well. It's quite it's quite a simple top, but I think it's it's good. Cause wow, well, I was I was I loved the the one where it was like the tenant's logo under the badge. Remember that what, the yeah. one? Um, it's just I think some, I think sometimes the simple kits get overlooked as being too boring or something, but I think they're so are very effective. Well, I, for me when I was looking through, it was always the,
2: I find the best Rangers kits are the best Rangers home kits are the the less designed, the better. That is a, a cracking top. And again like my my biggest memory when I see that top is Scud and Celtic at yeah, the Piggery four two. That Mendes <laughs> goal. What a, what a day man.
4: Even the corner from Davis, that doesn't get enough credit, I think, the way he just passed <laughs> it right out the edge of the box. Well, further out than the edge of the box,
2: wasn't it?
0: No, yeah, I know. So Scott, I'll move on to you. What's what Yeah, so again, it was it was very uh, a tough, tough decision. Uh, to pick I think uh, you've covered everything (laughs) to be honest McAdam uh, with (laughs) going through the the past 20 years to be honest but uh, my the the top that based on design and memories is um, my first game at Ibrox was um, Rangers versus Parma in the uh, Champions League qualifiers Um, so I'm picking the top from that which is the plain blue NTL uh, NTL one. I think it was the first season. I think that was the first season we moved away from McEwen's Lager and went to NTL. Um, I think it was Dick Advocat's second uh, season as well. And um again I, I, I think it was Buffon he's quite famously spoken about the atmosphere that night as well and it was just such a such a special game and atmosphere uh, for that that particular game and as I say it was special it was my first time at, at Ibrox what a first game to get ah. honestly that's, <laughs> that's a brilliant first game it goes. was uh, amazing and you mean I, the team we were playing that night I was, so they were UEFA Cup champions uh, reigning UEFA Cup champions they had players like Buffon Turam Ortega Cannavar he gets sent off that game actually sure. um, just start uh, an unbelievable in the uh, game, and I think we lost 1 0 in the way leg, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But uh, what a, what an achievement coming past Parma that game because they were right at the height of how good they were uh, that season. Um, obviously, the goals from, from Vidmar and Reina I think Vidmar's is quite a special moment as well. I think everyone remembers that as well. So that is why I'm going for, for that top.
2: No, yeah, that's. It's a cracking top and a cracking game and kind of I don't think I really start I don't really have any proper proper memories until the early 2000s so this is only a game I know for like if you're watching back or hearing people talk about it what's what's your guys memories of that game Start with you Ian?
3: As Scott said just beating a ridiculously good partner team like you said a few of the names but they left out a good few and Erland
0: Crespo and
3: yeah,
0: it was, the of, uh, ah, it was it was crazy. I was looking up the name this morning. So you could, you could be, just... you could be here all day. But is it Badu or something as well? I'm sure, he was there, and it was—it's just um, unbelievable when you think about it. They're all world-class players. I mean, Bonds obviously won a won a World Cup. Cannavaro won the World Cup. Um, you know, um, Sturham won the World Cup. Sturham as well. So, like, when you think about that. And, player Barry Ferguson was playing. I think that was when he really came on to his game that, that year as well, he we really made his first steps and uh, just that just that crazy, crazy team we beat. Yeah. My, my biggest memory for that game is definitely Vidmar's celebration. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's just
3: it's just a pure iconic Rangers photo. Tony Vidmar wheeling away.
0: Uh, arms outstretched. It's I uh, it's a it's, good good memory. When you watch his goal back as well. It's it's a, it's a it's a brilliant goal. Like he's he sort of just fake. Like, he's not known for that, but he just completely skins the defender. And it's, I mean, he didn't really have a life. It was, it was like, yeah. That's how he, it was so predictable if you knew like, like how to play against them. But I just thought, what a goal! And the celebration's just incredible, isn't it? So yeah, that's my life. Yeah
2: sorry just I hope I have tears here <laughs> man That's so so many good memories well I, I don't even remember that and I'm still getting emotional <laughs> with it Jesus um, so my my choice for the home kit's a bit more recent so I went for the 2010 2011 home top so that was a plain it was a kind of cotton one but it had plain blue sponsored by tenants it was an number kit and it had the, the white collar um, so I I love that top. I had this one on last week when we were recording that podcast. I've still got it, it's done me well. uh but as, as I said earlier, I, I really like Rangers home kits with simple design, dead and That was just all blue. No apart from the colour and nothing added to it. But I just this goes hand in hand with Yelevich for me for two occasions, uh, the League Cup final and the late Aberdeen. So it's a bit of story behind this. Pack yourselves in. We're going in, going in an emotional roller coaster this season. I, for whatever reason, I must have been strained because we like booked up a holiday or whatever. But I didn't get ah, I didn't buy any Rangers top until February that year, and I bought the like, away top, the stripes, and I got that because I was going to Parkhead for the first time. Craig, I'm sure I went with you. Um, yeah. You Aye, I wore that going to Parkhead, and we got scudded three nothing, and oh, I was sick as a dog. After it, I went home, put that put that top suit in the bin. I was like, it's cursed, jinxed, it was never to be seen again. So then we get to the League Cup final, and what, well, it's Water Smith's last time at Hampton as well, and I wasn't going to get a top it but I thought no, no, what? Well, I'll get get that home top because I liked it, and the first day I wore it was going to. Going to, Park, eh, going to Hampton that day and what a day that was I used to I still go to the games with my dad but we used to go with my uncle Gordon He's passed away a few few years ago but that's my biggest memory of him that day as well eh, when Jelovic scored it went off both posts, basically my uncle Gordon he's this kind of he, he was very no emotion like even every game I went, I went to, even old firms you know, he's a very just stand-up-and-cut. Never showed emotion, never screamed at anything. Uh, and when this goal went in, he was he was next to me when Jelovic went through. When the goal hit, off the setting post, he was five rows down. <laughs> I looked down in his left shoes, just <laughs> next to me. I don't know how, like, he must have jumped and just went. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's happened? Has he got lifted? Is he just... Has he been spiked? I don't know. I've never seen him burst with emotion so much. And then um, Jelovic... Running away, um, that's what I But that's my first memory that cup final. Uh, uh, so I don't want to don't want to take too much credit, but I do think I won. I won the league cup along with way. Yeah, you know, let that chat, by buying <laughs> that one. Because they call me
0: Duff
2: uh, Yeah, they final. they call me Duff Cup <laughs> final, they call that. Uh, the time <laughs> after that, I wore that to a game because I. You know, I, I was in two minds where they framed this top or not after it, but I remember having it on when I went up, Craig, I'm sure it was with you, your brother and your dad again, went up to Aberdeen uh, yeah. up
4: to, to yep. Yep.
2: And, uh, Yeah, and Yellowwich throwed that overhead kick we're on the same top, coincidence? <laughs> I think not <laughs> so that's my memories of that top I absolutely adore, adore that top in that season as well I don't know if it's maybe a bit, a bit stronger in memory because that's the last time we we won it in big, and it was Walter Smith last year as well. And probably the last time we, we had a proper Rangers team as well. So that's my pick for the home kit.
0: I think uh, the, the first, I think you're right, it, it just reminds you of Jelvich that talk, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And what a player Jelovic was. He was really he's one of the, I think the real, real classy players that we had for Rangers. We well, were speaking about this yesterday for 4 million we should have got a lot more money for him I was just checking there we only got 5 million for him when he moved to Everton and what a talent he was some of the goals he scored is just uh, ridiculous he was when when we signed Purshaw
2: Purshaw if we had him a couple of years earlier he would have been the complete striker but his body was falling away a bit and he lacked a bit of pace and I was thinking we'll never get a more rounded striker than Purshaw and then Jelovic came along you know, he's. He was big, he was strong, he was quick, he could shoot. Great touch, good passer. Uh, he was... Uh, We've got to be... You could know, maybe argue Morelis uh, brings as much to that to the table, but Jelovic was doing it. With better players around him as well, and he still managed to stand
4: out. Uh, two things on that. Just uh, when we saw Jelovic, uh, it was when we were Shit hit the fan basically like, for yeah. us, so I think it was just a case of well, we like, will take what we're given. Any sort of money coming in was we didn't really have much of a choice, and that's probably the reason behind that. And aye, Morelis, I was going to say there. So quick one, Morelis or Yelovich? Ah, uh,
2: Yelovich. Yelovich for me, yeah. Yelovich for me. If it if it wasn't for, Alf, for Alfie's uh, tantrums and get themselves sent off and that, I I'd, I'd probably go towards him,
0: but. You know, I, I'm still kind of in a bad midwim. so... Jelovic. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was more consistent as well, Jelovic, isn't it? I think uh, yeah, Morelos did. can just go on cold a lot more, but I think Jelovic just kept up that standard for... How long was it? Two, two years? Or was it two or three two years,
1: years. Two years later, man. So. Don't get me wrong.
3: Sorry, Ian, on you go. Sorry, on you go. You finish.
2: I think Jelovic was, you know, like 26, 27 when we signed him, so he's probably edging towards his peak. Uh, I dare say, Marellis. If he goes the right way, he's got to be. he you will know, leave
4: Yellevich dead in the water. But I think Aye, you would imagine he'll surpass him as his career goes on if he keeps going the same way. Aye. So, Ian, we'll come to you.
2: Round us up. If you just
3: just on on the, the, the 2010-11 strip that you've picked again, as you said, as you mentioned, Yelovitch is definitely the 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 most memorable player from that time, but. As much as I'd like to forget him, <laughs> another memorable player on the, in that shot for me was Elhaz juff and uh, <laughs> It's just being a dick, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, and that's that's just another thing that stands out about that top for me. Juff a, a he was a dick with two
4: trophies at the end of the season, whereas Brown was just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, we we can sit here and and in a in living rooms and slag him all he want but he's got to show his, he's, he's just got to show the medal count <laughs> isn't he just, he was the ultimate pantomime villain wasn't he? he it was I, I remember like you defend any Rangers player against like against a Celtic fan to the death but when they were slagging Juve you were doing that through gritty teeth weren't you because
4: he was I just say a dick I think Walter Smith knew exactly what he was doing with in and it? it worked perfectly Aye,
2: that's true. That's true. And I'm saying, so Ian, you want to kick us off with your home kit?
3: So I'm a few a few years on you guys, so my kit history goes back that wee bit further. So
2: no, I had <laughs> I
3: I'd have had all the McE- all the lager tops probably uh, back when you were allowed to have alcohol sponsors on kids tops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I had, I had all them and my, my birthday's in August So I would generally get the strip for my birthday every year So it was like Just the default present was a, a Rangers strip For my birthday Which for me was brilliant So, But I've gone for the 94-96 uh, Adidas With the three stripes on the sleeve um, The biggest memory for me For from this For this top is uh, The Aberdeen game to win eight in a row uh, it was 3-1 at Ibrox And Paul Gascoigne Scored the hat-trick that day And his second goal Is just an absolute worldie He picks the ball up in his own half Beats a couple of guys Right up the middle of the park And just left-footed past the goalkeeper It's just an absolute peachy goal The man was an absolute genius And definitely Paul Gascoigne Is the, the biggest memory for me In this trip And um, just the team we had as well when this strip was 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 our strip was just ridiculous when you look back at it. Um. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. And, and, and this the strip for me it's it's nice and plain. Uh, just the three stripes really that you can you can see until you get up close and then there's all the wee RFC badges, kinda slightly darker in the material, which I quite like. Uh, but I, I, the plain like like most of us have said, the plain strip with just that wee bit of detail, like the collar or the, the stripes in the sleeve, they do seem to be the better looking strips. Um, who?
4: Uh, if we're easily pleased if anyone from Castor's tuning in. <laughs> Just make it
3: blue. <laughs> <That's the>
4: <laughs> <way>. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, like I've—I
2: don't know if we're getting ahead ourselves. I've no doubt that Castor and Rangers are, are listening to us because Craig, you know, <laughs> you you pushed the Hadji, uh, you pushed the Hadji deal through with last week's podcast. They were Rangers were on the edge. They were yeah. sitting in the fence. They listened to the don't know, know what Craig McAdam says, we do it. We do it. but Obviously, they've still signed to Mark Gillespie. So they've yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: not made it to the yeah. But just on, I was the, going to talk to, I was going to talk today about signing Killing and but I'll, I'll save that for next minute so we can sign them then. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want
2: to <laughs> ruin all our context really. But just on the <laughs> mentioning Cristall and what what they should be looking at, as we've all said as is, is plain as you can for the top but this is an absolute must and I will go I will throw a tantrum if it doesn't go through it has to be blue top white shorts black socks with a wee red bit of the knee nothing else will do I'm a, am I right? 100% yeah. Yep. yeah
4: I would say it's a safe bet that's what we'll we'll be getting some variation of yeah yeah None
0: also I know I was just going back to you know that that, that top it's a tremendous top um, if you watch the Gaza documentary and it's on YouTube um, about his time at Rangers it was, it was brilliant he spoke in depth about that game and he was just saying that like, he was absolutely knackered trying to run up the pit for that goal you're talking about and it's just brilliant and then I think his last goal was a penalty was that right to make it a hat-trick and yeah uh, I think McCoy's is wanted to take it, and he said like he just turned right to Gaza, and he had like the puppy dog eyes on, and he just couldn't say he couldn't say no to him. It's just brilliant. But like, you think back in them two, it must have been such a such a good dressing room, innit? Obviously, McCoy tells his stories every other week, but. Oh, it must have been such a laugh, isn't it? Like the fishing, Jury's car and things. But that oh. uh, is a, a lovely top, isn't it? Just so simple with the Adidas. The Adidas and Gaza is the first where pe- you I think of when you see that top,
2: isn't it? it is, uh, for me, anyway, uh, nah, it's Gaza. Um mm-hmm. But you mentioned it there. We're well, probably being a bit unfair to the rest of the talent in that team. We had loud up that season as well, didn't we? Um uh, <sighs> I'm not even going to go through the rest of the players, because Gaz and Luz will believe it there. That pretty much sums up how good a team we had in the 90s. (laughs) That's also the talk
3: for the famous uh, (laughs) flute.
2: I I was reading up in that a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know that he actually got death threats for for
0: that. (laughs) Uh, He got letters (laughs) for the IRA. He had to check his car every time he went out. (laughs) It's (laughs) terrifying. It's crazy. Doing well.
2: But no, that's, uh, it's hard push to argue with that top for, for the 90s, Ian. Um, we'll still be you, so what's, uh, what's your away top? Uh,
3: my away top is from the same era, and it's the 94-95 away top. Uh, and it was red with a black pinstripe and a massive RFC logo on the front of it.
2: Just, oh, lovely. so did you do any um, homework for this or did you just pick a random year and say I'm going to do the same two steps
3: <laughs> <laughs> no no I was I did, I did, I've been uh, on uh, on a uh, I don't know if you've seen historical kits yeah uh, so they, they've got like really good graphics all the kits and, like looking through them that was my favourite away top I couldn't the <laughs> Uh, the way top was a lot harder for me. Uh, do you know what, they're just not as memorable uh, as the home tops. That, um, that one was pretty unique, wasn't it? Because it had the, the, the
4: massive RFC
3: badge top. right in the middle of it. <laughs> don't think we have ever had one like that before. No. So, the, the, do you know what, the top that stood out most for me, other than uh, a home top, was the 96-97. The we, we wore it in Europe and it was red. And it had like the three stripes coming over the shoulders. Uh, I think we wore it against um, and We only wore it in Europe, and for me that was the most standout non-home top. And I think that's maybe my favourite non-home top. Uh, but if I'm picking it away, it's it's the red with the black pinstripe. No. I've got
2: that picture in front of me now, as is, is a cracker, and you're right, it is quite unique, but probably, notice the RSE badges. It's, it's not that often we get a, a completely red away top, is it? Usually it's maybe red away, white, or kind of dark with a bit of red in it, or whatever, but um, no, that that is a cracking top. And nobody can really blame you picking two for the same season if you look at the kits we had in the nineties. They were getting made by Adidas, and you know it wasn't just some some sweatshop mates and the Adidas badge goes on. And we were kind of priority for Adidas, so they were putting effort into the kits and stuff as well at that point through the nineties. Yeah. yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to go on and look at that. Um, uh, that, that what was that called? That website the. Retro Historical
0: kits. kits. Historical. I'm writing that down. That's that's the cost of it's, it's the market for like, these classic football shirts is just crazy. The now like the prices you you'd pay to get that top, it would be over probably two hundred pounds to get that top, isn't it? It's, nice. no. So no. I'll i move to
2: to my way top. So I'm I'm probably. Picking this more on memory uh, Probably for a particular game So it's the 05-06 away kit So it was umbro It had umbro Just the word umbro on it And we were sponsored by Carlin And it was a, a full white uh, full top With a red stripe down the middle And uh, So 05-06 That was my last season But this top just makes me think uh, The European run So we were terrible domestically that year that season. But we were through the last six in the Champions League and I just remember the Portal game, Ross McCormick scoring to make it one each. And uh, I think I uh, that I think I took it took us to four points maybe. Uh, but I remember again that was out in Portal and we were still we were still in we had a chance of qualifying for the group and I just remember thinking that you know that that was a big moment. Just like we have drew, we pulled away, we put in a crack performance. I'm lucky get not to get the win. I just remember thinking oh, that that's, that's big. We are making a statement. We had to get a we had to get a result against Inter Milan at Ibrox, and I remember after that, I don't fancy his beating Hearts in the league, but I fancy his getting a result at Inter Milan. And yeah, it's probably the only memory I have of Ross McCormick as well. I, I can't even remember him doing anything else. And not.
4: Uh, that's quite a strange season that one wasn't it because we've done so well in Europe but that, did we finish further from the league that season we did yep, yep. in the last season aye mm-hmm. but aye that, that top's given me given me the fear of all over up an artist's memory that's, <laughs> that's <what happened laughs> that brings <point.
2: laughs> up no see when I was doing the, the, when I was looking up this season uh, my mind my mind wanders so I started looking at other games and stuff and I looked at the I looked at the the lineup we had for the home game against Porto, and we had guys like, <laughs> had guys like Oliver Bernard starting, Ian Murray starting. starting Davis,
4: Davis. Is that yes. not his debut
2: that night, <laughs> aye, the fox in the box, and we beat Porto three too Like we didn't right even even turning up for that game with the players. Um, but all no, that said, uh, so I just remember that. That particular game for me, put away and just thinking, oh, we may be rotten in, in the league, but you know we are. We we deserve to be where we are in Europe. We deserve to be challenging. At that point, um, we were well punching above our weight. So that's a, it's a fairly happy memory. So, Scott, we move back down to you. So, what's your away kit?
0: Yeah, so I, I think you mentioned away tops. Are, you don't have as much fun. It's not. It's not as good memories or you know affection towards the blue home tops. So, the I've went for mine more on uh, how it looks, rather and the memories for this one. So I've picked the 1998 to 1999 McEwen's Lager Red Nike top, which was Advocat's first season um, there, and it was a it was a it was a big transition. Obviously that year we made. Made, Alan McCoy obviously left Andy Gorham Brian, Brian Loudrop Ian Durant all that era it was sort of started the, the advocate transition with you know Newman and Van Bronkhorst, Kanchelskis Rod Wallace I think we brought in Colin Henry that season as well so it was uh, I really love that top I think it's again I, I think I do prefer the Adidas tops in the 90s but I think that red one was was really nice um, as well. So I think that was my personal favourite, and I, th- I thought it was, we obviously won the league that season as well. So that was so that was the season after Celtic stopped us getting ten in a row. Um, we, that was the we won that season. We won the league that season. So and I think you were mentioning as well. We signed two World Cup winners that, that season. It's yeah. crazy to think that. It's crazy to think that,
2: you know, last year we were we were <laughs> bargaining to get Jordan Jones in a free, uh, and you know that's the <laughs> kind of level, but but this year we signed Grieves and Shiboney, you know, who you know, you know, talk about what they done at Rangers, whatever. But they were in the France and eight squad, and Shiboney in particular, like he was a cat, like he he was he deserved to be number two, he was pushing for number one for the France squad. That's it's meant to think that's the level we were at twenty years ago. Yep. All right. Who's guys, who's your um
3: who's the player you think of first, uh, that red top? Sergio Perini's the name that pops into my head. Um thinking about that top. I don't know why.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just who I think of. When did we sign him? Is that roundabout then? It would have been Walter Smith's last year at the same time, wasn't it? Uh, So maybe the season
0: before that top. So maybe the other. Aye. So I Uh, I always think of George Alberts and Giovanni van Bronckhorst in that shot. I Think that was maybe Alberts' last season. Oh no, no, he had a season after that. But um, I always think of them and Konchesky's lovely top. top. What were you, George? Any
2: any standout players for for that top?
4: Uh, probably alberts is the one that comes to mind the hammer um uh, it's a really nice design that top because i think it had the darker shorts and socks as well didn't it rather yeah, than yeah. a full all red kit so uh, that was a nice
2: one and well what, what i liked about that going back in it and that kiss i know you're listening so take this on board i really like it when <laughs> the the away top is just the exact same as the home top but in a different color you know so and that was that. You can do what you want with your fancy third one, but a uh, away top should just be the home top in a different colour. That's how great Rangers teams were made, <laughs> and it's how we win the league again. <laughs>
3: yeah. So on, on historical kits, it looks like we used that kit the next season, but changed the sponsor and made it the third kit. Oh aye, aye. Do
4: I, I
0: do aye. I
3: do remember that. Aye. A lazy design team. <laughs>
0: yes, looks
3: <that's> like it. <laughs> <laughs> well wasn't that the same when uh, the lazy design team was the same design team that done the the hummel the first hummel tops weren't they just the Diodora tops
2: <laughs>
4: Aye, pretty much <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Aye.
2: i know it's not quite far back enough to be called retro Sorry, I'm broke. Lazy. <laughs> so keg finishes off with your your
4: away choice um, I, so I'll run through a few contenders first um, so the Nike ones in the, the late 90s and early 2000s so 97 there was a, the black and white one, I think it was in 99 there was the white one that had, that had navy and light blue on it it was three different colours, Something was good um, obviously Novo's penalty in Fiorentina the white one that season, so that's fond memories of, for that one um, I went with the 08 09 from our home top. The away one for that season was nice as well. I don't know if you remember that one, Number one, that had um, a red and a blue stripe across the chest. So that yeah. was a, mm-hmm. a contender as well. Uh, but I've gone for the 2010 2011 black Umbra one, uh, sponsored by Carling. A bit of red around the sleeves as well. Um, sorry, so that was, you mentioned that season for your home top, Colin. Um, it was a brilliant season, beating them in the League Cup final. Um, I was at Rugby Park the day we won the league there and we were wearing that black away kit then for Walter's last game and we won the league inside seven minutes. Um, Also, when I was thinking back at this, I had a memory as well of obviously we won the league that season, but a big part of that was McGregor's penalty save against Samaras and I'm convinced McGregor's actually wearing the black away top when he saves that penalty. So that's maybe one to go back on YouTube. Um, I don't think it was just a a black goalie cop, it was actually that away kit that he was wearing in goals so that's a special memory from that one as well um, I, so really like the design of it plus it being Walter's last game, I think it's a wee bit special
2: yeah. Yeah. My, I, I was at rugby park that day as well but I was in the Kelly end uh, like <laughs> the majority of other, other Bears, I think there was maybe four Kelly fans and the rest which was Rangers fans but I remember having such a nervous feeling because we had to win that day um, well, Celtic could have still won, won the league so I remember getting to the seats and I, I think it was uh, Joe Graham I was sitting next to and uh, I, the, the goal we were shooting into was to my left and I remember standing up and turning to my right to Joe Graham saying I've got a bad, bad feeling about this and as I said his face just lit up uh, we scrolled. I missed the fucking goal I <laughs> that nervous and I, I didn't even turn around I just started celebrating looking the other way
4: <laughs> I think a big game like that the best way to go out and do it is bang in for the goals inside the first seven minutes and then you can
1: yeah.
4: relax and get the party started
2: yeah. uh, that that night uh, we also went to the picture house in and I remember asking asking the last round of bar give me your most expensive bottle of champagne no give me Two of your most expensive, well, I don't know who I thought it was. chicken back, that's
4: £21, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we get some steaks in there that night as well, didn't we? Aye. Aye, aye. they say there was steaks in the menu, <laughs> it, was, it was just corned beef in the microwave, buddy. <laughs> what a way to
3: celebrate. What a way to
2: celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody else show any other honourable mentions that we've not covered?
3: the the top from this season the blackout top that Hummel done that was, uh, the that was a limited one, one was yeah that was a cracker like see if they'd done that as a maybe one of the other strips instead of just bringing out whatever it was a thousand or something I think that would have done well for
2: them I actually got one
4: just listening to a few of the Castor interviews they seem to They've mentioned limited kits and special edition tops quite a few times, so it might be something we'll see a bit more of going forward.
2: Yeah, uh, I think I uh, you don't want you don't want them to do it too much, so the novelty wears off. But every you know every once in a while, bring something out a bit special, a bit. Of, Bit of memorabilia, you know. I've got that black top, and I think I've only worn it once, so I'm too scared to wear it and ruin it because I, I love it. I think, it's, I think it's a beautiful top, man. I got it it's a Christmas present, so I uh, it's sitting. <laughs> I think I wore it, washed it, and put it back in the bag so it doesn't get ruined.
0: Yeah. I think uh, I think we, we need to mention the orange cat as well. That was that was a lovely. That was yeah. such a nice top, wasn't mm-hmm. it? See. It, I know I know it's
2: more recent because, was it last season, we, two seasons ago, we brought it out, Hummel brought it out, so a lot of people think about about that, but anytime somebody says orange kit, I just think of the, the treble season or three, and I just think of Ronald De Boer. I, think, I don't know why, I had this weird memory in my head of him standing over the ball ready to take a free kick and just standing with his hands at the side and he's wearing that orange kit. He was my favourite player growing up, so I just think about De Boer straight away Without Alnwick, yeah. What
4: a season that was as well. I think there's probably a good chance we might get another one this season. Having listened to a few interviews, there's some hints that they've dropped that that could be coming again.
2: yeah, yeah but that's as a is a very popular choice and probably made more popular by the outrage that <laughs> causes we at
4: the East end of the city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 one of the things I forgot to mention was from a home top in the 08-09 season we won the league at dice. I love the fact that we've won the league at Tannadice more times than they have. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that, uh, that, that'll be a good... Um, historical pod today one time because I, I still think they'll turn into a test road at some point <laughs> uh, you know. well on that note i think yeah uh, i i think we've had enough memories because i'm about to go over the edge I'm, I'm i'm gonna go and watch a youtube video of the manchester run now and just sit and cry away my eye over <laughs> so um thanks for joining us guys and thank you to everybody who who's listening and listened last week uh, really appreciate all the feedback if anybody does have any feedback of on the show or any any steps we've no, no covered that you want to you know, you want to give us a, a shout out about, uh, let us know we're on Twitter, Acast and Apple, also anything you'd like to hear in the coming weeks or if you think we're talking shite, tell us to stop you know, just <laughs> let us know what you think of the pod and give us a follow on Twitter but my name's Colin Duff, and all that's left to do is thank my my co-host, Scott Hodge. Oh, thanks, Colin. Talk to you soon. Craig McAdam. Cheers, lads. And Ian McCready. Cheers, guys. Take care. See you later.